This is 51st Dates, and I'm your host, Jolie Moore. They say that hindsight is 2020. I decided to find out if that's true. Every week, I'm going to read a chapter from my memoir, 51st Dates, then give you the backstory and commentary on what really went down. It's been two whole years since I went on these dates, and I'll be experiencing them along with you as I read. We'll find out together if my future self learned anything. I don't know if I have anything figured out, but at least we'll share some laughs along the way. Dating in Southern California is nothing if not entertaining. Ready? Strap in. Let's go. Date number five, just in time, February 1. There was something about a Friday afternoon that was getting me down since the divorce. I didn't know precisely what it was, but this one had me all hot and bothered without the prospect of a date on the horizon. I'd been swiping and texting, but I hadn't found someone I wanted to meet in person on this night. The upside and downside of online dating were the same, hookup culture. Sometimes I wanted a serious conversation and I got a dick pic. Sometimes I wanted a hookup and I got a guy who wanted to get to know me. I swear there should be some completely separate apps for exactly what you're looking for. It's almost that way, but not quite. Plus guys say they want one thing and really want another. I think many of them put relationship because that would pull the most matches. Them, I mostly avoided. It was the guys who put casual, non-monogamous, and one-night stand in their profile who then texted about long-term relationships and marriage who were a mystery. It was about one in the afternoon when I started scrolling through my history looking for someone I could meet for a hookup. I tried Drummer Boy first because a known quantity was better than an unknown one. He texted back that his relationship status had moved from single to complicated. That was something I didn't want to touch with a 10-foot pole. I just hoped that he had been truthful about being single on the night we met because I had zero desire for drama or to have been the reason some woman was pulling her hair out with jealousy or worry. Between the three apps, I was sure there had been some very blatant come-ons. There were two. I opted out of the first guy because he was still in his 20s. Great stamina, maybe. Had grown up with porn, probably. I wasn't ready to tackle someone who might think sex was all performance. Fortunately, I had an offer in my OkCupid history from a week earlier. I thought it was time to pull the trigger on that one. Just in time. I'd love to meet you. Me? I do love meeting new people. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Just in time. I'm just a normal guy. I work for different temp services. I'd love to fill your pussy today if you're free. Me? Alas, I'm busy for exactly one week. But if you're game leader, we should meet up. Justin. I would definitely love to meet up when you're free. I'd like to slide my hard cock deep in your pussy as soon as we meet. February 1, 12.58 p.m. Me? I think it's time to chat. Just in time? Let me know when we can meet. I'd like to slide my hard cock in your pussy as soon as we meet. We can chat and say hello while my cock pumps in and out of your pussy. Let me know when you can meet and where. Me? I'm having the kind of day where I think you may be able to solve at least one of my immediate problems. Text me to talk about possible logistics. Ready to get off the app, I gave him my phone number. His first text to me was a current selfie. He was still cute. The next was a dick pic. I wasn't sure I'd asked for that, but at least there was no mystery as to what I'd be getting. Just in time. Hi, this is me from OKC. I hope you can ride my hard cock soon. Me? Well there. That was in response to the erect penis. 
what's your schedule like today? Just in time? I'm pretty free today, but I don't have a car. Do you live close to 3rd and Western? Me? Fairly close. I'm in West Hollywood. Just in time. I can probably come over and slide in your pussy if you're free right now. I hope I can come in you. Me? I'll be free in a few. Any issues with condom? I was free then, but I was building in time to back out. When I'd met Drummer Boy for dinner, I hadn't decided until we were kissing by my car that I was going to have sex with him. Without the buffer of wine and time, I was making a decision based solely on a photo and sexy chat. Just in time. I can wear a condom. Do you have any? What's your address? I'll get in the shower and then come over. I was panicking a tiny bit. This had to fall under the category of zero vetting. Me, smoker? Checking on my deal breakers. Just in time? Not a smoker. Me, I have condoms. Just in time? Okay, address. I'll get in the shower now and get ready to come over to your place. My mind was in two different places. One was horny. The other was reviewing all the scenarios where I invite a guy to come to my place and he cups me up in tiny pieces and someone has to explain to my friends and family the stupidity of my death, which would have been prevented if I just reached for the vibrator in the back of the drawer of my bedside table instead of my phone. Me? No bit batshit crazy kings? Just in time? Nope, just like to walk in and see your pussy spread open ready for a hot cock. I do like cuckold, so hope you've been riding some other hard cocks recently. And that was it. I texted my address. He took an Uber. He arrived in 10 minutes. Los Angeles isn't so big and traffic filled when you need it to be. A few months ago, I read this book called Come As You Are, The Surprising New Science That Will Transform Your Sex Life. I'm not sure it transformed my sex life, not the non-existent one my ex-husband and I didn't have, but the book was eye-opening. It talked about how every woman's sexual response was different. I think she said more or less that we all have the same parts. They're just organized differently on every single woman. For me, orgasms have always been easy. Reading a sexy romance can get me aroused. A man touching me just about anywhere has the same effect. Even thinking about it works as well. When Justin Time knocked on the door, I was more than halfway there. I opened the door, he came in and closed it behind me. Then he pushed me up against the wood and kissed me. He simultaneously kicked off his shoes and shoved one hand under my bra, then the other went into my pants. You're already wet for me, he whispered when his finger slipped inside me. I was. In less than a minute, we were naked and into my bedroom. I'd drawn the shades, but it was light enough to see him. Justin Time lived up to all his talk. In 10 minutes, I came once. When he entered me, it wasn't more than a few minutes before I came again. After he came, he collapsed on the other side of my bed, trying to get his breathing under control. You write music, I asked, a little curious about this man I just let into my body. Commercial jingles, he said. I'm only working part-time, mostly living off royalties. And you live in Koreatown? My mom's Japanese, he said. My dad's white. I grew up in Iowa, but moved here right after college. I really like Koreatown. It's a great neighborhood, I said. I gotta go, he said. He searched around the room for his clothes. I'm taking care of my ex-girlfriend's cat. Gotta get to Los Feliz before the traffic gets bad so I can feed him. Nice meeting you. It was the best I could come up with. I put on a robe and showed him out. Being with him had done exactly what I'd wanted it to do. It made me feel wanted. It had made me... It had satisfied my craving for sex. It had taken my mind off all my problems. After... I made myself dinner, had a glass of wine, and binged watch Netflix. It couldn't have been a better night. Right before I settled into bed for the night, there was a text for him. Right before I settled into bed for the night, there was a text from him. Just in time. 
It was good to see you. You made my cock so hard. I hope I can come on you again. Me, you made my afternoon a lot better. That was the absolute truth. Okay, look, I'm going to straight up admit up front that that maybe was not the smartest thing I've ever done. I will say, and God knows this comes up later um, in this book, that I really do believe the best of people. I don't believe that people are out to like kill me, maim me, or hurt me. I think that sex is on the main level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There's food, there's shelter, there's sex. So I assume that random strangers coming to my house for sex are only there for that. And I'm here from the future to tell you that I've actually had no bad experiences um, with that. So um, it seems ill-advised. It's certainly not something I think I'd advise a friend to do. Um, But I'm crazy like that. Um, Actually, (laughs) he was fine. He was was really cute. Um, He was tall. Actually, he was really tall. Um, don't know about that Iowa part. I, I've actually never slept with anybody from Iowa until then. And now I guess I can say that's on my list. Um, he wore a condom. He had no problem with that. He was great at sex. And uh, that was that. Um, I actually never called him again, though. And I can't say why. Okay, I, I'll say why. But this is so shallow and crazy. It's because he wore flip-flops. And I fucking hate flip-flops on men and for some reason him wearing flip-flops was like a total turnoff for me not so much that I didn't have sex with him but there was something with the flip-flops and I was like oh my god could you not even put on shoes to come over now of course he just showered gotten an uber and came to my house in like 10 minutes so you know maybe he didn't have time for socks and shoes and uh but I feel like a person from Iowa you know is familiar with the whole sock and shoe thing um that was it actually um he had a big penis. Uh, he knew what to do with it. Um, and he was nice. We talked about commercial jingles, actually. So at one point, who did I know? I can't even remember. But there are a lot of people in um, the LA area who are living off royalties or residuals or whatever. Lots of writers, lots of directors, lots of music people. But those commercial jingle people, like, they do okay. Um, they do, like, way better than I would have ever thought um, years ago. And um, I didn't ask him what jingles he wrote, so I will not share them with you because that certainly would blow his anonymity, I think. Um, but he was interesting. I mean, we, we talked for longer than, than I wrote about, um, maybe like an hour or so, um, because I love chatting with people and he was suitably chatty. Um, so I know a lot about his ex-girlfriend and whatever pet he was caring for and like his previous relationships and why he was where he was now and what he's looking for in relationships. I don't actually remember a lot of it. I just remember sitting here talking to him as the sunset. And then I think when the sun started to set, um, he got ready to leave. So if he got here like at three, maybe he left at four, five, who knows? Um, but it was delightful. It was a delightful interlude. Um, it's one of the things that makes me love and hate phones. I feel like you can swipe and have like groceries delivered and you can swipe and you can have food delivered and you can swipe and you can have men with big hard cocks come to your door and sex you up no strings attached um so that was that in the covid era obviously can't do that and i don't know if i would do that anymore i'd have to think about it i have been reading 
and the books I have been reading about healthy relationships suggests that um, going on a little like sex bender uh, makes you unavailable for like real long lasting relationships. And I actually am looking for that now. And when I read that, that I had been swiping um, left, I guess, on people who had asked relationships actually says a lot about me. If you had asked me that, I would have totally not said that. I would have been like, no, I'm swiping right on all the people. But clearly I had been avoiding people who are looking for relationships because I guess um, last year at this time, I wasn't looking. I am now. Actually, I'm not looking now. I'm off the apps at all. I'm sitting with my COVID uh, quarantine, actually mostly writing um, and um, obviously taping this podcast. But um, I, uh, I don't know. I'm actually, my goal is um, soon to go back out and uh, start pursuing uh, a long-term relationship or pursuing looking for. I don't even know. Like, I haven't even decided how this would work. Like, I don't know. Maybe I should get back on the ops again because clearly I swiped, swiped left on the people who were asking for relationships. In my head, that's not what I did, though. And I was just thinking this morning before I recorded this that when I'm ready to start dating again, maybe I need to get off the apps because nobody's looking for a relationship. Clearly, uh, my perception is not necessarily reality. So I'm going to have to think about that. But I was actually thinking a lot about meeting someone in real life, um, you know, out in the world. Um, I do volunteer, do some volunteer work. So I was thinking about meeting people that way. I've been thinking about re-engaging in some of my hobbies um, in a group way. I used to do group photo shoots or we would go do group street photography shoots in various parts of Los Angeles. Um, and I missed doing that. So I was thinking about getting um, back into that and, you know, just getting out in the world and meeting people uh, more organically. But actually having read this chapter and realizing that I had ignored people who were looking for relationships, I'm now rethinking uh, getting back on dating apps and maybe being more discerning or being more upfront or I don't know. I'm not sure what, but I'm going to have to think about that. It's 2021 is going to be a new year. Um, we have a new president. We are starting the century for real, the century, the decade for real. And so maybe uh, I will uh, re-engage um, with online dating and uh, think a little bit more deeply about how I will go about it. Oh my God, hindsight, man. Reading this has actually been a huge eye opener to all of my blind spots. <laughs> Welcome to the light. Dear Jolie, welcome. I'm Jolie Moore, and this has been 51st Dates, the podcast. If you enjoyed listening, I hope you'll share, rate, and review it on Apple Podcasts. It will help others find the craziness that is dating in Southern California. Also, please hit the subscribe button on your podcast app. If you'd like to read ahead, my memoir, 51st Dates, is available wherever books are sold. A link is always included in the show notes. I'm also a romance writer. If you want to know more about my books, 
please visit JolieMoore.com for more information. You can also follow me on Instagram at XOJolieMoore and on all social media at the same handle, XOJolieMoore. Thanks for listening, and I'll be in your ears next week.